Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I'm the lead pastor of Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia, and we love to have discussions that are intended uh, to stir up your affections for Jesus. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Trey Wiggins. Trey is the equipping pastor of the Grove Church in Ackworth, Georgia, and he is going to teach us a great tool to help us interact with our Bibles in a way that affects our hearts. Trey, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to see you. Uh, we have known each other for about a decade. Uh, yes. I count you as a friend and um, love the fact that we're in the same area doing ministry together. So tell everybody a little bit about you. We're in the same area again. And again, the same area again. We're from the same hometown. One yeah. of us is following the other. I don't know which. I think but. I followed you here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I turned on a lot of podcasts today, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be here. I love the people of Mercy Hill. And this is not my first time, you know, being with Mercy Hill. That's right. Uh, got to preach a couple of years ago. Uh, so love your church. Glad to be here. A little bit about me. Um, I mean, I'm actually celebrating my son's first birthday this coming week. Oh, that's awesome. I have a little boy named Haddon, a little girl named Susanna, two and a half years old. My wife, Rachel, and I have been married uh, since 2013, so you do the math. I guess that's coming up on seven or eight years or so. You should do the math. (laughs) That's right. I should. I got a little time. I think it's, you know, it's it's December, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, man, I am the equipping pastor at the Grove Church in Ackworth, so not far from here. Uh, The easiest way that I explain to people often what I do is I just am uh, a utility person there. I kind of just do whatever's needed. Right. Um, And I I do some of our membership. I do our what we call Grove groups, which are like discipleship groups, which I know your church is familiar with. And I do some of our mission stuff, which is neat. In a month, we're going to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, fantastic. And, um, man, I've asked people around the church who have been there forever and they can't remember a mission trip they've been on right. internationally. So right. man, that's a really, really cool thing and a big deal. Um, man, I'm, I'm at your alma mater again at Southeastern Seminary. Back you know? in so, Southeastern. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm doing that as well. Just started the um, doc, doctorate of ministry this, this summer. So, uh, man, we're, we're barely keeping our heads above water with these kids running around yeah. uh, and all the other stuff we got going on, but we're having a good time. Good. Good. Well, one of the things that I appreciate the most about you and our relationship is the topic we're going to discuss today here, Journal. You and your pastor, Dallas, actually taught me how to do. Uh, And it's been a tool that has been transformational just in my daily time in the scripture. Uh, And so I'm really excited for you today to be able to teach it to my church, right? Teach it to us on the podcast. Uh, so just let's just go ahead and jump in. Sure. Uh, what What's a here journal and why is it important? So, man, I'll say this. It's neat that you say that we taught it to you because it was taught to us, right. which means that it works, right? right. I mean, it, right. It's, it's able to be replicated, which is really good. Uh, all this is based from uh, Replicate Ministries with Robbie Gallaty. Right. And so uh, we just ripped it off him, basically. He said, hey, this is my stuff. I don't care who has it. I just want it to be helpful to people. And so it has been really helpful to us. And I'm glad it's helpful to you. Yeah. Uh, but we'd love to talk a little bit about here journals. And I want to start maybe with a little bit of uh, the heart behind here journals before we talk about the how. It's important to know the the why behind what we're doing. And uh, man, I, I would kind of cover it in two different ways, I would say. And and, and the first part is primary. Uh, and, and it goes back to why are we even engaging with the scriptures in the first place? And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good reasons that we come to the Bible. Uh, you know, they, they, they give us good Christian ethical principles to live by. 
uh, I had a, I have a little brother, and he used to have a, a shirt, and that shirt said, uh, life would be so easy if we just lived by the roadmap. And it had like a picture of a Bible and a roadmap, you know, and it's right. like, yes, I agree with that. I'm not sure that that's primary, right? Right. Uh, I, I would say that there is something that rises to the top. And that primary reason that we have our Bibles is to know God. It is His revelation of who He is. And we can't say with any definitive nature that we know God apart from the Scriptures. And so we have the Bible to show us who God is, and it lets us know in return who we are. And so it's it's important that we have that. Why? Well, because we know ultimately the Scriptures are, if there's a scarlet thread running through the Scriptures, we know that it's the person of Jesus, right? right. These Scriptures point us to Christ. It's the story of the road to Emmaus. Jesus comes across two unsuspecting persons and, and shows them how all the Scriptures point to Him, right? The problem is, I think, you and I, we, we're kind of like the people in Mark chapter 6, and uh, Lord willing, you guys will get here in the book of Mark. We are right? going through the book of Mark. Yeah, That's right. And so in, in Mark chapter 6, leading up to that time, you have time and time again of people who are experiencing Jesus for the first time, and they're amazed by Jesus, right? But then you get to Mark chapter 6, and it's, it's all the people from Nazareth, and, and they've grown up with Jesus, and they know who he is, and, and they've said, this Jesus, he's, he's doing the thing. Who is this? Is this not the carpenter? You know, is this not the son of Mary? You know, and so what they've done is, and had a professor point this out to me one time, uh, and it just kind of blew my mind. These people have relegated Jesus to the ordinary. They just made him like, he, he's just one of us, right? Mm-hmm. They've lost their awe of who he is. And I think you and me, you know, everybody at some, some point in our lives, we tend to sort of get to this place where we're just used to Jesus, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just, this is just who we are. You know, this is who we follow is Jesus. It's, it's just not that big of a deal to us. And if we, even if we don't say that explicitly, we live as though it's the case, and we do it in an implicit manner. Right. And so I think we've got to be shaken out of that, right? Like, Jesus is amazing. Jesus is God, right? And so we need to be a people who are constantly amazed by who He is. Well, how do we do that? We come to the Scriptures, and we are washed afresh with who He is every day. And we're not just getting used to this 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 man who, is he just a man that deserves our adoration, or is he uh, the God man who deserves our worship, right? Yeah. And so coming to the Scriptures on a daily basis is going to bring us to a place where we're in contact with who Jesus is and, and knowing His character and being in awe of Him. And that's not going to happen if we're not consistently in the Word. So I'd say that's, that's, that's the heart behind what we're coming to the Bible to do, is to know God and to see more clearly who Christ is. And that's where I think these here journals come into play, is because they help us in a consistent way to be in the Scriptures. You and I have done Bible reading plans before where we had great intentions, and then, you know, particularly if it's a Bible reading plan, you, you start in, in Genesis at the beginning of the year, and you get to Leviticus, and you fall off just because it's just tough. Well, having a Bible reading plan with something in which you're offering reflection upon is often a lot more helpful in keeping you in it. And yeah. so here journals essentially are a way to reflect on the things that you're reading in Scripture. And I, I just want to say the reason I think that's very important, and this has come from somebody else before, this is not original to me, but we are not transformed by the transfer of information, right? Just by stuff we read cognitively, we're not transformed by that. We are transformed when we reflect on information. 
And so if, if we're the type, we just read a verse here or there of the Bible, and I'm not saying God can't use that in a supernatural way. He absolutely can. But if we're not a people who give longer thought to and reflection to the scriptures, we just can't expect to be transformed by them. And here journals are going to help us get there. Yeah, so I love this approach, right? One, you're kind of breaking a myth uh, that the Bible is primarily a book to teach me how to behave mm-hmm. and saying there's that in there, sure. yes, but it's primarily a book to teach me how to know God. Um, this is uh, like Chalmers book, right? The expulsive power mm. of a new affection, right? Which is that um, what, what captures our hearts and transforms us is love mm. and experiencing this love of Jesus in the scripture. Uh, then the here journal is just a way to use a pen and paper yep. to force ourselves to think about what we're reading, reflect on it, meditate on it, and respond to what God's revealing to us in his word. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I would say that uh, I love that it's called a here journal because that's exactly what we're trying to do when we come to the word of God. We just want to hear from him. Uh, and we're not going to be able to do that if we are not a people of the word, right? We can't expect that we'll hear from God at all. But again, this is just a tool, and there are others. I would say there are plenty of methods that you could use to study the scriptures. Uh, you've you've heard of and are familiar with the SOAP method or, or whatever. This is just a very simplistic way that I've found has been very helpful to me in my study of the scriptures. Yeah. And uh, we can run through that. And yeah, I yeah, let's dive it. into it. Yeah, so yeah. tell people, if they want to start a here That's journal, right. how does it work? Yeah, so essentially, you've got to have your Bible, and you've got to have a journal, and that's it. Okay, and so here is a, a method of Bible uh, reading that's uh, very simple. It starts with the letter H, and that's for highlight. Now, if you're reading a section of the scriptures, or you're reading a chapter to it at a time, Maybe you've been reading before, Brandon, and or, or uh, the people of Mercy Hill have been reading. And as you're reading through, a verse or two just jumps off the page to you, and you thought, man, this is what God had me read the Word for today. That's what I would say is the highlight portion there. As you're reading uh, a chapter or two, whatever it is, you're just looking for a bite-sized, um, maybe Scripture, just short passage uh, that uh, maybe just sticks out to you that particular day. That's the highlight portion. And that could be a verse, yep. it could be two verses, That's it could right. be three words out of a verse, it sure. could be two or three words that are repeated throughout right. the chapter, it's just whatever is capturing your attention, drawing your heart in that particular moment. That's right. What right. I would tend to say is, uh, and it's my practice, that I, I don't do more than three verses, I would say... Five is probably the top because after that, you know, you're just you're taking sections of scripture and it's hard to kind of break down from that right. point. So any highlight that I have is going to be any day that I'm reading the Bible, even this morning, was between uh, one and three verses. Right. So yep, that that would be the highlight portion. Yeah. And so then we move to the next section, which is the E in here. That's right. The acronym here, E. Yep. And what does E stand for and what are we doing there? Yeah, E stands for explain. And so what you want to do in this passage, knowing what you've just read, you want to explain what the scriptures are saying in your own words, okay? Now, we'll get to application in just a moment, but sometimes we can jump the explain portion and we get to the apply portion and we misapply it because we haven't accurately understood it and explained what it is that the scripture is saying. So this is where we can get in trouble if we just take one verse uh, at a time, you know, and and just read that and, and try to apply it to our life. 
explain is going to help us look at the context of what the scripture is saying, not just one verse here or there, but what's coming before this verse, what's coming after this verse to help us in the application portion. And so the again, the E is to explain what is this scripture saying, and then to put it in your own words. Right. So it's that question, what does it mean? That's right. What has it always meant? That's it. Uh, and not necessarily jumping to how does this intersect Apply. my life just yet. That's right. Right. Okay. Yep. Which is the next one. Exactly. So we're there. So go ahead and yep. explain. The A is for apply. So after you have explained what the scripture means, then you're free to apply it to your life, right? Okay. So I know what the scripture means. Now, how can I apply it? It doesn't necessarily mean, what does this mean to me, right? You, you've already explained, well, uh, this is what the scripture means. And again, we're not trying to come up with something new. If, if we come up with some kind of new explanation, we're probably way off base, right? right. And so... The application portion is, now that I understand what the scriptures are saying, what does this look like in my life? How do I apply this particular section of scripture or verse to my own life? Yeah, very simple. Again, highlight a couple of verses, you explain what it's, what it's meaning, and then you apply it to your life. Right. And then finally, we have the R, which is respond. And you can make it as personal here as you want to. You could say, okay, now that I've applied it in my life, here's what I think that could look like today. And you could write that down. So if it was, man, I was really instructed here to share the gospel. Today, I'm going to look for opportunities to do that. That could be your response. Or most of the time, what I'm doing is I'm writing out in the form of a prayer. So if it was, man, today, I just realized I need to be sharing the gospel more. It's Father in Jesus' name today, give me opportunities to share Christ. Help me to see those opportunities and give me the courage to take them. And so my response is often written out in the form of a prayer. So again, very simple process, but one thing that it's causing you to do is to reflect on what the scriptures are saying. And I would say, uh, Brandon, if I can, one of the reasons I think this particular method is so effective it's not just some one-off thing where you're reflecting on it and then you, you're moving along, but it's something if you write it down, you can go back to time and time again. And uh, something you even reflect on if you're doing it in the morning, which uh, is the way that I do it, you can reflect on it at the end of the day and, again, be um, uh, take it all in again, you right. know, the very thing that you were uh, yeah. revealed to that morning. All right, so I got a couple questions. Yes, sir. What- but I think this might be better if we walk through a particular passage. So um, can we have you back Yes. and walk us through a passage? I think that'd be super helpful. We can do it. Um, so before we wrap up today, um, I want you to explain who is this for? Is this a method that is for like super Christians? Is this a method that's for pastors? Who, who can put this into practice in their lives? I think that's a great question, Brandon. I think the simplicity of this method shows that it's for everybody. Anybody can do this. Why? Because anybody that can open their Bible and read it can do this particular uh, method. And I think sometimes it can be um, maybe a little daunting for folks because they've never done anything like this, but it's very simple. You're highlighting a couple of verses. You're just explaining what it means. You apply it to your life, and you respond, and then you're done. And so anybody in the church can do this. Frankly, we've done it with uh, middle school students all the way up to senior adults. I mean, it's just anybody can do this sort of method. Yeah, and what what I love about it, too, is you could do it in four or five minutes if you just have one of those days Mm. where you're rushed to get out the door. And then this could also be something that takes an hour, right? And anywhere in between... Um, and so it just helps you be consistent because you know, man, I got five minutes, I can get it done. True. If I got a little more time, 
I can take a little more time. True. Uh, yeah. That's very helpful. I yeah. would say uh, for me on a normal day is about 20 minutes. Right. You know? Yeah. And so uh, it it is a great plan for busy believers, I guess you might say. Yeah. Uh, and so anybody can do it, and it's just very helpful towards those ends. Man, that's great. Trey, thanks again for joining us, and um, we're going to do it again. Yeah. So we can walk everybody through a passage, and you can explain uh, a little bit more about how it works as we do um, it. looking Sound forward good? to it. All right. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. If you want some more information about Hear Journals, that will be linked below in the show notes. And I really do hope you'll join us next time when we're going to hear more from Trey Wiggins.